Welcome, everybody, to Scary Mysteries. I'm Andrew Fitzgerald, and thank you for tuning in. Conspiracies are a strange thing. If you believe in them, then oftentimes people think that you're a little strange. However, plenty of things that were once thought to be a conspiracy have been proven to be true over the years. And wouldn't it make sense that if a conspiracy were real, then the powers to be would want it to be dismissed as such in order to try and keep people from digging in and finding things out. Well, now I'm just being a conspiracy theorist myself, so I'll just calm down for a minute. Before we dig in, I'd like to tell everyone that this episode that you're about to listen to right now can also be watched on our YouTube channel called Scary Mysteries. You'll definitely love them because they come complete with visuals and graphics that will make your Scary Mysteries experience even more intense. Now, for today, we're looking at some strange conspiracies that happen on open water that just may open your eyes as well. Here are five conspiracy theories surrounding sea disasters. Number five, the Romblin Triangle. A center of mystery, disaster, and death. These are the words used to describe this one part of the sea that surrounds the province of Romblin in the Philippines. It was in this area where countless tragedies and numerous lives have been lost in its waters. The place was called Romblin Triangle. Obviously, the term pays homage to the equally enigmatic Bermuda Triangle of the North Atlantic Ocean. The three points of Romblin's Triangle begins at a little municipality in Romblin in the north, the islands of Dos Hermanos and Sabuyan in the south. Philippine headlines were rife with news about ships and boats capsizing in the dreaded triangle, one of the biggest and if not worst maritime disasters to ever occur in the country, was the sinking of the MV Dona Paz. In December of 1987, the vessel, laden with almost 5,000 passengers, collided with an oil tanker the MV Vector, in Tablas Strait near Marinduque. The ship, which was carrying 8,800 barrels of gasoline and other petroleum products, caught fire and thus was lost in its course. MV Donna Paz, meanwhile, reportedly had no functioning radio on board at the time. An expert said that the disaster could have been avoided had they been able to receive the emergency radio calls from the oil tanker. Estimates indicated a shocking death toll of more than 4,000 people and close to 1,000 others who went missing. Vector, on the other hand, lost 11 of its crew members. A similar incident had happened before on April 22, 1980. This time, it was between the luxury liner MV Don Juan, which was bound for Bacolod, that collided with an oil tanker, the MT Taklaban. Reports said that 200 of Don Juan's passengers drowned in the waters, while many others got lost in the vast sea. One of the most recent tragedies happened on June 28th of 2008. This time it involved the gigantic MV Princess of the Stars. The ship's route was from Manila, going to Cebu, but it had to traverse the treacherous Romblin waters. Interestingly, it was the typhoon season, but authorities believe that with the vessel's huge size, it should have been able to stay afloat. 
And so they permitted it to sail. Needless to say, the ship capsized off the coast of San Fernando in Romblin. There was then a total of 450 people who perished, with over 500 who were still missing. In the midst of all these disasters, the Philippine Coast Guard believes that such terrible tragedies have happened solely because of uncontrollable phenomena like high tides, super typhoons, among others. Human error or pilot disorientation can also be blamed for the tragedies. However, one cannot deny that such unfortunate events have in effect brought fear to everyone who would dare pass by the infamous Romblon Triangle. Number 4. Sinking of Suwal Ferry For the people of South Korea, there's probably nothing more horrifying and more shocking than to witness the tragedy that unfolded during the Suwal Ferry disaster. On April 16, 2014, the vessel was en route from Incheon towards Jeju in South Korea. She was carrying over 400 passengers, mostly students from Danwon High School, who were on a field trip to Jeju Island. Along with them were 33 crew members and a total of about 3,600 tons of cargo. Apparently, the vessel was carrying more than three times its carrying capacity limit of around 1,000 tons. Aside from that, crew members reportedly failed to properly secure the cars, trucks, and shipping containers to the decks. Instead of chains, the cargo was supposedly tied down with thin ropes, and others weren't even secured at all. As what you might expect, the ship's heavily encumbered state brought about its proverbial downfall. Because at about 8 in the morning, she suddenly made a sharp turn to fight off a strong incoming current While this may not usually be a problem for most vessels, such was not the case for the Sewol. You see, the poorly secured cargo mentioned a while ago started to slide across the decks, forcing the entire ship to keel over onto its side, and soon it capsized. As it happened, the crew announced that everyone on the ship should stay in their cabins and put on their life jackets. They were told not to go anywhere just yet, in order to prevent any accidents like a stampede. While this happened, the young passengers took to their social media to tell their family, friends, and loved ones about what was happening, and others went on to record videos of themselves saying their final goodbyes. Unbeknownst to them, the very people who told them to stay put had bailed out and abandoned the ship entirely. The captain and his immediate mates were actually the first people to be rescued, and some students who dared to disobey the announcements climbed on top of the vessel or jumped into the waters. They were also rescued. Meanwhile, the kids who listened to what they were told stayed behind and perished. More than 300 people were killed, and only about 150 passengers made it off alive. Every single one of the crew members, except for the heroic three who chose to stay behind with the passengers, survived. Considering what they had done, the captain and the rest of his crew were then charged with multiple homicides for negligence of their duty, and the operators were then taken into custody as well for the part they played in the disaster. But the controversy didn't end there. The owner of the Sewell decided to go into hiding when he was summoned, and months later, his body was found abandoned in a field 
and he was believed to have been murdered. There have been quite a lot of theories surrounding the Seoul tragedy. For one, it was believed that the ship may have actually collided with a submarine. The submerged vessel was supposed to be on a clandestine mission and thus the government needed to cover up this detail. A professor at Korea Maritime University also pointed out the possibility that there could be an explosion that happened inside, rendering the ship unstable and not balanced. In the midst of all this, the entire country and the world grieved over the loss of lives aboard the Seoul. The South Korean government has since been more headstrong in improving maritime safety by putting up tougher penalties on people who violate policies as well as crafting new regulations to ensure safe and proper voyage of water vessels. Number 3. BP Oil Spill The BP Oil Spill, otherwise known as the Deepwater Horizon Oil Spill, is considered to be the biggest to ever occur in U.S. waters. Over 130 million gallons of crude oil were released into the Gulf of Mexico, further marking it as one of the worst environmental disasters in our world's history. In 2008, supermajor oil company BP, or British Petroleum, began its exploration on a well situated in the Macondo Prospect, which is along the Mississippi Canyon, a valley on the continental shelf below the Gulf of Mexico. To realize this project, the company leased the Deepwater Horizon, a drilling rig owned by TransOcean, a major offshore drilling contractor. On April 20, 2010, a surge of natural gas blasted through a concrete core that had been recently installed to seal the well, the extremely high pressure expanded right into the drilling rig, where consequently ignited and exploded the entire platform. Eleven workers died in the explosion, while almost a hundred other crew members managed to survive. Two days later, the deep water horizon, still engulfed with fire, sank to the bottom of the sea. The explosion was truly horrifying in and of itself, but what happened next was as disturbing. Days after the platform went down, rescue operators and drill engineers inspected the now-defunct rig site and discovered a steady flow of oil spurting onto the surface of the ocean. The flow rate was so massive that according to estimates, there were at least 5,000 barrels of oil spilled per day. This then went on for 87 days, and the world braced itself as it witnessed the dark, thick and slimy substance slowly covering almost the entire Gulf of Mexico. Soon, states as far as Alabama, Florida, and Louisiana reported seeing oil materials washed upon its shores. And, as what everyone might expect, marine animals of all kinds, weighing millions of tons in total, floated to the surface. This failure and the ensuing disaster of the Deepwater Horizon brought forth some of the most frightening conspiracies. One rumor alleged that a North Korean submarine fired two torpedoes against the rig, causing it to explode. To finish the job, the underwater vessel supposedly let itself explode beneath the rig, causing it to fully crumble down. And why the date? Well, April 20th turns out to be Adolf Hitler's birthday, 
the day after Israel's 2010 independence celebration. But the most unnerving thing here was April 22nd, the day the horizon sank. This just so happened to be Earth Day. A widely circulated theory claims that eco-terrorists could be behind the attack. Eco-warriors, as they are sometimes called, are individuals who resort to acts of violence against properties, and this time against offshore drillers like BP. These two theories were backed up by what was being observed during the crisis. Apparently, the U.S. government sent a SWAT team to the scene of the disaster, and this raised the question as to why America deployed fully armed enforcers in an oil spill incident. Similar to the infamous 9-11 terror attack, many people believe that the BP oil spill was nothing short of a politically driven conspiracy committed by certain groups who were looking to advance their goals. Number 2. Kursk Submarine Disaster Dubbed as the unsinkable sub, the Kursk submarine was the pride of the Russian Navy. Billions of dollars were splurged to make what was then thought to be the ultimate underwater war machine. But no matter how invincible it may seem, something happened that would humble down the Russian Navy. It was in August of 2000, Kursk, a nuclear-powered, anti-class submarine, was in the Barents Sea conducting a major fleet exercise. This was supposed to be the first ever to be done by Russia since the fall of the Soviet Union. A show of might and power, the Kursk was armed with top-of-the-line combat weapons and fitted with a combination of superior-quality steel plates, rubber, and other materials, making it capable of withstanding even a direct hit from a torpedo. Speaking of torpedoes, the Kursk was the only warship mandated to carry live rounds of missiles, even if it was only for naval combat exercise. At around 12 noon local time, an underwater explosion rocked the exercise area, and this was then followed by an even larger explosion that was detected as far away as Alaska. No one knew right away the origin of the blast, but upon inquiry, it was determined to have come from the gargantuan submarine. The reports indicated that one of the torpedoes loaded onto the vessel had a faulty weld in its casting. This then led to the leaking of extremely flammable substances, which then detonated the highly explosive warhead. The explosion consequently blew off the hull above the torpedo section while fire spread throughout the entire vessel. Like a chain of terrible events, the rest of the armaments were then detonated further making it a bigger explosion, which, as indicated in the reports, were the equivalent to three tons of TNT. A total of 118 of her crew lost their lives in this disaster. This dealt a devastating blow to the Russian Navy, but beyond the ensuing controversies, there then came a slew of conspiracy theories that really boggled the minds of everyone. Some of the wildest explanations reach as deep as to mention some names in the highest echelons of the Russian Naval Command. Others suggest that the Kursk may have been intentionally hit by friendly fire from the naval exercises. One of the most pervading claims said that the downing of the Kursk was caused by a collision with a NATO submarine. 
This vessel had apparently been spying on the Russian behemoth, and the enemy ship somehow lost control and got too close, thus the explosion. This same narrative can be found in other conspiracy theories, such as the supposed American sabotage operation on the Kursk. But whether it's the faulty torpedo or an enemy collision, the fact remains that none of these can bring back the lives of the 118 sailors who perished in their line of duty that day. Number 1. Sinking of MS Estonia It was supposed to be just another stormy night on the Baltic Sea, but it quickly turned out to be Europe's worst peacetime maritime disaster since World War II ended and the deadliest sinking of a European ship after the RMS Titanic in 1912 and the RMS Empress of Ireland in 1914. It was on September 27, 1994, when the ferry MS Estonia set sail from Tallinn, Estonia, headed to Stockholm, Sweden. At that time, the vessel was the largest ship ever sailed under the flag of the young Baltic Republic. On board were over 800 passengers, and most of them were Swedish nationals, and close to 200 crew members, the majority of whom were Estonians. At the time the boat sailed, the water conditions were relatively rough, but not necessarily unusual during that season. Then at around one in the morning, a heavy metallic bang was heard. It was the ship's bow visor that got lifted, wrenching its doors open, and water immediately poured in, and within 15 minutes, almost the entire MS Estonia was submerged. At 1.50 a.m., the Estonia then sank to the bottom, stern first, the icy waters southeast of the Finnish island of Udo. There were 850 people who perished in the incident, and only 138 had managed to survive. The official report stated that the locks on the bow visor malfunctioned and got cut off, thereby exposing the doors and ramp. In effect, it gave way for the water to come in and flood the interior. While the rest of the stories in this episode may seem to suggest that the remains of the victims were recovered, those in the MS Estonias were, unfortunately, not given the same honor or privilege. This is the point where conspiracy theories then come in. In December of 94, months after the disaster, the Estonian and Swedish government decided not to retrieve the bodies of the victims as well as the wreckage itself. Instead, authorities hastily declared the wreckage site to be a sanctuary. All recovery and investigative efforts were thereby prohibited. This maritime cemetery was protected by laws augmented by several Scandinavian countries, as well as other neighboring nations like Russia and the UK. It obviously drew massive protest, especially coming from the family and friends of the victims. This decision also concerned wreck investigators who speculated that the government could be hiding something from the public. The most prominent theory is that the MS Estonia could have been sabotaged. It was believed that the ferry was exposed to a bomb attack or perhaps hit by an explosive device. Meanwhile, a quick look at the manifest indicated that some of the vehicles inside the vessel 
were actually laden with military equipment. As such, a Russian submarine may have fired a torpedo on the ship, which then hindered the export of sensitive military technology. There are also rumors of collisions perpetrated by an unknown object weighing somewhere around 5,000 tons. These allegations had actually been substantiated in a recently released documentary video detailing this likely scenario. However, the filmmaker was charged for violating a protected site, and as such, further inquiries into the matter were cut short. Decades have already passed, but the truth behind the sinking of the MS Estonia remains to be a mystery. Perhaps these secrets will forever be buried along with the wreckage and the bodies of those who perished on that one stormy night in September of 1994. And so that's it for our podcast today. Please do take time to rate us and share this content with your friends. And remember, if you're looking for more podcasts like this, then you got to check out our Everytown podcast. This is where we discuss some of the craziest crime stories happening from all around the country, because every town has a dark side to hide. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon.